0: Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Anthony Pagnotta with you as always. Josh Marlowe back with us. That's right, we're moving on from the trenches, but he is still here to talk about uh, these guys on this Tar Heel roster here in 2021, and we're talking about a linebacker group that I think with, you know, some of the young guys that Carolina has on the defensive line, some of the young mixed with the veteran guys that you have on the back end that has that as one of the better units really in the ACC, maybe in the entire country, especially at cornerback, this is a group that kind of gets forgotten about a little bit. The inside linebacker group. Uh, it's a very talented one. You've got uh, a veteran guy that leads the group. You've got a guy that had his first career start at the end of last year that's going to take over a starting role uh, that you know a lot of people expect big things from. And then there are some freshmen that come in that are going to really make some waves early on on the depth chart uh, if they play anything like they did in that spring game. And there's a couple other guys that we're going to touch on here. But, yeah, we got to start with the guy that's going to be heading to ACC media days for the Tar Heels, he is the leader of the linebacking core and really probably the leader of the defense this year with Chad Surratt moving on, and that is Jeremiah Gimble the man in the middle for the Tar Heels, senior uh, who you know again coming off another productive season for Carolina, 78 total tackles, finished only behind Chad Surratt a year ago, six tackles for loss two and a half sacks, also had two interceptions and four pass deflections. And while he may not have been great all the time in coverage, he still found a way to pull down those two interceptions. And uh, I I think he's a guy that, you know, again, he's probably not going to do anything spectacularly, uh, but he's a guy that is going to probably make it to the NFL because he doesn't do anything bad. He does everything
1: good. He is the embodiment of what you want in a linebacker. You know, see ball, find the ball, make a play on the ball. His instincts are off the charts. That's pretty much how he makes his plays is off of his his instincts. Now, granted, he's a film junkie. He's pretty much the most well-prepared player on that defense. Oh, he's as
0: cerebral as a guess, man.
1: On on that uh, on the entire defense but um you know he's he's come a long way from when we did the, the live show out at Charlotte 2 years ago we worried about him being able to hold up as a guy in pass coverage he's come a long way in the 2 years yeah, since Yeah we then. quickly
0: forgot about him when they said hey we're going to be starting this converted linebacker named Chad Surratt at line uh, yeah. uh, or this converted quarterback at linebacker and Chad Surratt. uh we we don't want to relive probably some of the comments that we made That that, that,
1: was, that was a rough day but Jeremiah Gimel is what you what you want in a leader on your defense. He's, in my opinion, a poor man's Luke Keekley Everyone loves him. Everyone respects him. He does everything the right way. Uh, you, you hear him talk, you know, on and off the field. He's just a football guy and uh, he's going to have a really big season for a defense that's poised to take a step uh, in the right direction. Yeah,
0: especially with Chad Surratt gone. Chad Surratt was that other guy that really just found the football. With him not there, you are going to have another guy that we're going to talk about here in a minute, but you would expect that Gimmel will probably you know, shoulder a little bit more of the load, especially early on for the Tar Heels, and, and there's a lot to be excited about with him. There's just as much to be excited about with Eugene Asante, who comes in, of course, started the game in the Orange Bowl and looked really, really good. He, I mean, look, you lose Chad Surratt, and, I mean, he, he went in the third round of the draft, former quarterback, as we mentioned, that converted a linebacker for his final two seasons and played really, really well. Dude, Eugene Asante, if he can live up to... The expectations he might be better than Chaz Surratt
1: at the end of the season. Not to take anything away from Chaz. When Eugene Asante stepped on the field in the Orange Bowl, you didn't notice that Chaz Surratt wasn't on the field. That's how good he was. And part of that's because he's a natural linebacker. What Chaz Surratt did as a converted quarterback was unheard of. Um, and was really Carolina was playing with house money, and they, they you know, they were able to get, you know, a royal flush with that guy. Eugene Asante is everything that Jay – and Jay Bateman loves him. He just spoke, you know, so highly of him leading up to the Orange Bowl, after the Orange Bowl, and we all left that game wondering, how did this guy not get on the field more? Well, you had two pretty much all ACC caliber linebackers ahead of him. Chassel rat has gone. Eugene Asante, it would not surprise me if he he has triple digit in terms of tackles this season. If he doesn't become an all ACC player, you know – uh, Phil Steele had Ray Velocic as a third-team All-American. Eugene Asante might be the guy that could get could put his name in that conversation if he has the kind of season we think he can have. Yeah, and look, man, I, I mean, Phil Steele is
0: as well-respected as it gets. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, we will have talked to Phil Steele, so you'll have that, and you can go back and listen to that edition of the podcast and, and check that out. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think this guy is... He is definitely at least a sleeper for first-team All-ACC. He is a tremendous linebacker. I mean, look, last year the two games that he played the most significant snaps in were the game against Texas Mm A&M where he had ten total tackles and the game against Virginia Tech where he had seven total tackles. He is going to make a huge impact for this defense. And here's the other thing. Now we didn't see it a lot from Chad Surratt because the way that they schemed him and how good of a pass rusher he was, they used him in a little bit of a different way. This guy is, I mean, he is going to be a, a force for you as well in coverage. I don't. I mean, look, there will be guys that will still be able to take advantage of him at times, but. I feel like when he's matched up against a guy like we saw last year in the Boston College game, Hunter Long really gave Carolina fits. Eugene Asante's athletic enough to where he will be able to hold his own in yeah. coverage. And I think the biggest thing that this does, we talked about it so much late last year, especially when we got you know into those later games, primarily that game against Wake Forest. This is going to take a lot of pressure off of Jeremiah Gimmel dropping into coverage. Eugene Asante was a guy that when he was recruited out of high school, we knew that this was in his skill set. And the guys that are behind him on the depth chart, the true freshman that we're going to talk about here in a minute, uh, th- those guys, I mean, they, they fit that mold as well. But this was another guy that was looked at as sort of that, maybe not on the same level, but fit that Isaiah Simmons-like role that you're looking for your linebackers to sort of fit these days, especially in the type of scheme that he runs. I, I think th- there's just so many different things that Asante is going to be able to bring to this linebacking court this He's
1: year. He's versatile, and – he gives you flashbacks to the care of the linebacking core Carolina had when Butch Davis was here, a guy that could mm-hmm. make plays in all different varieties, which Carolina hasn't really had that since Butch Davis left town. You've had some good linebackers, but you haven't had those kind of versatile guys, guys that were good in the run game, good in the pass game, down the field, and in the middle field taking away, you know, a tight end route or something like that. He gives you that despite just being six foot two hundred and twenty pounds, but that's where his instincts and his ability to recover and everything like that and to make plays on the football really show up and I think that'll be an added element keeping Jeremiah Gimmel in the box as opposed to having him down the field I think it'll make this defense a little bit better
0: yeah and I think you know Gimmel will probably be the guy that will sort of fill that role that Chad Surratt did a-, a year ago don't know if he's going to be as successful in the role when it comes to blitzing and being able to get after the quarterback but I think that fits him a lot better than having to consistently drop into or constantly drop into coverage I agree with you. and at times getting exposed you uh, you know you look at the guys behind I mean Eugene Asante is a sideline to sideline linebacker which is what Carolina wants from their linebackers so are the two guys that are behind them the guys that really really looked great in the game in the spring game and I think really surprised a lot of people with how far ahead of the curve they looked already power Echols Ra-Ra Dilworth, I mean, Ra-Ra Dilworth was the guy that everybody was talking about, and rightfully so. I mean, he can fly around. Now, he's got to put on weight at, you know, six, one and a half 205. He's he's small for a linebacker, but, I mean, the talent level here and the the, the pure skills are just off the charts for him. But I, I'm going to tell you, dude, Power Eccles. he was not being talked about as much as Dilworth, he is going to be a hell of a player, man. I loved him in high school. He was probably the best player on that on that field defensively for Carolina in that spring game.
1: Yeah, um, there's a lot of reason to be excited about these two guys because they're the face and the future of your defense on the linebacker position. And they are going to be fun to watch, as you mentioned. They can get sideline to sideline and make plays. They're not afraid to help in, in the run game. They can get down the field and, and help you um, in the passing game as well and make plays there. And but and they're they're the new age linebacker, and they fit what Jay Bateman wants to do with his linebackers. He doesn't. He wants guys that can make plays all over the field. Those guys can do that. I think Power Eccles is probably set up to be more of an impact player this year as a freshman, as opposed to Ra Ra Dilworth. The best thing is, is they both got hell of great names, and they're you know, if there's guys that are going to benefit from NIL, these guys will benefit to be able to market themselves with a name like Power and then the guy and the nickname like Ra Ra. These guys are going to you know makes you know plays on the on and off the field, but. Really excited to see what they can do in a live game setting because the spring game was just a taste. Now we want to see what they can do. They're I feel like they're going to be on the field at Virginia Tech in some capacity because you'll learn pretty soon if you can trust them or not. I think these guys are ready to make impact plays as freshmen.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much we're going to see of them though because they've they. I mean, Mac Brown even said it in the spring. There are a lot of positions they're going to rotate that's probably the one position they're still not going to rotate at a ton. They could, but they are young guys that, I I mean, both both guys probably need to put on a little bit of size. Maybe not Eccles, because I think you know he's right around that same area as Asante, but Dilworth definitely does. It'll be interesting, though, because I'm going to be honest with you, it's going to be really hard to keep that talent off the field because those guys fit Jay Bateman's defense about as well as any of the, we talked about some of the defensive linemen that fit the defense. These guys literally fit this defense like a glove. These are the perfect players to put in the middle of your defense. And at this point, I mean, look, they were battling a guy. We'll talk about him here. They were battling a guy in Cedric Gray who, you know, came in, was a valuable special teams player a year ago and was in the system, looked like, especially with Kadri Jackson leaving, he was set to take on a bigger role. And honestly – I mean, with Kadri Jackson, part of the reason that I think he ended up entering the transfer portal was he, he saw the two guys that were behind him. He knew that these guys are going to pass me sooner rather than later. I'm a good player. These guys have chances to be some of the best players in the ACC, maybe even in the country, on the defensive side of the football going forward they've done you know great stuff and I mean Cedric Grays another guy that provides some depth for you he's athletic can cover a lot of space and the best thing about him another guy that I mean he played wide receiver in high school he can drop back into coverage and do some things for you yeah. as well the one area where he might be able to have a little bit of an advantage over some of these guys is Matt Brown's talked about him we'll talk about it more when we go into the secondary guys Matt Brown's looking for guys that can make plays and help turn the football over because that's still an area where Carolina is lacking. Are those game-changing plays on the defensive side of the football? Cedric Gray has the ability to go up and catch the football in coverage. He could definitely be a guy to keep an eye on from that group, but we'll see. Not I, I'm. I just from his comments, I don't know how much rotation there's going to be because you've got a guy in in Gimmel who's played a lot. You'd love to keep that veteran presence there, and you know, same thing with Asante. And I think even though they're talented, there is a there, this is the one spot where you look at the depth here. And to me, there is a clear drop-off point from Gemmel and Asante down to Eccles and Dilworth. Only because,
1: only because of experience, though. The talent of Eccles and Dilworth, I think, exceeds the talent of Gimmel and Asante, but they don't have the experience at the level that those two guys have. If And if you give them the reps and you can rotate them, I think it elevates your defense in a way that right now you're not elevated to because those guys are always on the field. And, you know, we talked about it, we talked about expanding the playoff, stuff like that. If they're on the field 90 to 100 snaps, they're going to be worn down at certain points in the season where you need right. those guys fresh. It would be behoove of Jay Bateman to give Dilworth and Eccles snaps when he can.
0: I, we'll see. I, I think there's a chance that they could. There are some games early in the year for sure. I mean, that game against Georgia State's probably one that you look at and you think they could get in early. There's a game later in the season against Wofford where they could definitely get some playing time. But we'll just have to see. Uh, it feels like they're still trying to look at keeping their two main guys on the field. But uh, these guys are so talented that I guess that you really just never know. Uh, believe it or not, this is this is a smaller group, which makes sense because I mean, with the inside line. Linebackers. You got two guys on the field at a time. There'll be sometimes you'll even just go one guy because you're putting an extra defensive back out there. So the depth here doesn't have to be as deep as some of the other positions. I still think this is one of those areas where they're probably going to look to keep adding some guys in the uh, recruiting classes going forward. Absolutely. But it's also one of those position groups that, let's be honest, it's not valued in football as much as it used to be. It it, it stinks because there are some really talented guys some really exciting guys to watch here but i mean look at you just look at the nfl ranks when was the last time that you saw an interior linebacker go in the first round if they did inside the top 15 it just doesn't happen
1: yeah.
0: it's rare most of the time you know you get like 10 guys that may get selected in the draft at inside linebacker, so that's just the point you've kind of gotten to. Some of the other guys that will be on the roster this year uh, that are walk-ons, you've got uh, sophomore Jake Harkel Road, uh, who looks really good in the reps that he saw in the spring game. Again, can't tell a ton from the spring game, but especially with some of these walk-on guys, it's always nice to see some of those guys stand out. Just in case it got to that point yep. uh, on the depth chart. And let's be honest, the linebacker core—if you're going to get a walk-on. Uh, That could be your area. We've had Jeff Chopmer. We've had Cole Holcomb that have come out of there and been pretty successful. Uh, Harker Rhodes, a pretty solid player that you just never know. Jalen Brooks, uh, a redshirt freshman uh, that uh, was a part of the program a year ago, will also be back. And then you have a guy coming in his first year with the program, Gibson McRae, uh, who comes from Pinecrest High School in Pinehurst, North Carolina, will also be joining the group for the fall. So that wraps up for this edition of the uh, position previews here. Uh, man, uh, we are on the doorstep. Final edition of the defensive side of the football will be the next edition we'll talk about the defensive backs Uh, so you have both the corners and safeties in there and then we'll wrap it all up with the special teams unit Uh, one that Mac Brown is saying uh, he wants to see some improvement out of this year and wants to see them help this team win games so uh, there'll be some interesting stuff in both of those as well and you can head over to the website, heeltopblog.com Check out all of the editions uh, uh, of the position previews on there. We've got the breakdowns for you that you want. We go even more in depth on the website when we break down these guys. So all these guys that we just talked about here, we break them down even more in the articles on the website. So make sure you go over and check those out right now. We've had you covered with a bunch of recruiting stuff as well on the football side of things. Carolina had a big month of June hosting a bunch of guys. Also, Last week of July, weekend of July is going to be big for Carolina as well. They've got some guys that have committed in between there, some big time targets, some guys that Carolina has landed. So go check all of that out over on the website. We've got you covered with everything, target football, recruiting wise, over there. And then we're getting into that time of the year where we're going to start putting out those fun articles that we like to do top camp battles before we get into fall camp. And then we get the ones with the breakout players that we always like to do. And uh, Bold Predictions, that was the one I couldn't think of for a while there. But Bold Predictions, we always put those ones out too. We are really excited to do that this year, especially because I think the Bold Predictions could get pretty bold this year. So uh, we are really excited that those are coming up. Make sure you keep an eye on the website for that. And make sure you're looking at all the basketball content we got on there as well. Bunch of recruiting stuff there, bunch of transfer portal stuff there as well. Carolina has landed uh, Jalen Washington as well as – did I pronounce the name wrong? There? No, you said it right. No, okay, okay. For so, You looked up, so I was like, wait a second. I've read these over so many times today because we're filming a bunch here in a row that uh, I thought maybe uh, – and then you have uh, Dawson Garcia as well, the transfer that is coming in. He's got all that stuff on the website for you as well. Uh, as you know, Same thing, Carolina is still pursuing guys on the recruiting trail. Jaden Bradley is the guy that leads that group. He'll have you covered through all of that. And then right up until we get to the start of the season, which was revealed earlier this month. You guys can go back, check out the article that's written about the non-conference schedule that has been released. The ACC schedule may be released around mm, November, 8th at this point. We'll have to wait and see though, uh, but hopefully we'll be getting that soon. And when that comes out, we'll have you covered on that front as well. Josh will be locking it down on the basketball side of things while I have a lockdown on the football side of things. So, uh, you know, same thing uh, as we always tell you on the website. Uh, Top of the page, you got the links to both podcasts. You can click on the tabs at the top. Heel Tough Blog Podcast is up there right next to it. The Four Corners Podcast, that's where you can listen to the podcast. You can also do it on any of your major podcasting sites, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. Also got it on the Odyssey app now, so you guys can check all of that out. And uh, make sure when you do, you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the additions. And for the people watching, the way that you subscribe to the podcast is by liking and following the Facebook page. That's basically subscribing so that you get everything right on your timeline. All of these video podcasts are all of the regular editions of the podcast if you don't want to watch the video edition. And you can also check out all the articles there as well. It's all in one place on that Facebook page. So make sure you hit that like at the top of the page and it will automatically allow you to follow as well. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, Follow us social media at HTB Josh for him, at HTB Anthony for me, and at Heel Tough Blog for the official blog account on Twitter. So that wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. I want to thank Josh for hosting with me. I want to thank you guys for watching and listening. And as always, go Tar Heels!